Hey everybody, before we kick off today's episode, Antonio T. Smith Jr. here, and I just want to tell all of you that if you're an avid learner of self-growth, if you want to change the quality of your life, I'm on my major events, WonderCon 2024, it's almost here. The dates are March 17th through March 22nd, that is 2024, and you can go to the website inside the show links to get to all the information there. It's in Houston, Texas. There's also a bunch of opportunity for online tickets as well. So you can watch the event live. Plus, you get the opportunity to keep the video for life as well. With an array of expert speakers, including myself, interactive workshops and a plethora of experiences, it promises to be a transformational event that you've never seen before. Please know in person there are limited spaces available and get all the details to secure a spot on the show notes. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can plant better, you can dominate. This is what I was telling Brian. This is for y'all for the listeners. Coming at your heads. In Greek, the word resurrection is two words put into one. <laughs> The problem with English to Greek is there's about 11,000 English words. Well, well there's 33,000 Greek words that we cram into 11,000 English words. So we miss love. You don't know if it's eros, agape, filio. You miss that because we got one word to put it in. You understand what I'm saying? Now, what happens, let me take care of this real quick. What happens is in Greek, one word, resurrection, means fallen and risen at the same time. You understand what I'm saying? What I was telling Brian, <laughs> which looked like I was fussing, because I was saying, boy, now you get it. Every single day, you now see what it feels like to be me every moment of every day. And I told Diana the same thing that she did the same thing yesterday. I wasn't talking about me. I was talking about the word. In order to be great, you must be slain and standing at the same time. That's going to make me do it. Resurrection, Revelation <coughs> calls the lamb the slain lamb standing. You see, Pam Norris, you can't be slain and standing at the same time. Those two things don't go together. It's impossible. But that is what you are called to be. You must be both fallen and standing at the same time or you are ineffective. From your ministry to your bank account, to your teachings, to your class, completely ineffective. Until you have mastered being whipped and unwhipped at the same time or more hermeneutically, to be slain. To slain something, Jerome, is to be dead. You don't slay something. You don't take something to the altar and it leaves the altar the same way it came. To slay something is for it to die. For something to be risen is for it to be alive but new. 
So resurrection embodies the term dead, but alive in this. And if you intend to be great in this world, you got to master the two. You got to be dead enough to be able to recognize when someone's dying around you. Alive enough to resuscitate them. Thinking girl, Rich. <laughs> We're not in a chapter. That's what I was saying to Brian. <clears throat> oh, and then, of course, then I told him, today, since you are slain and standing at the same time, you too, Anthony, you finally, finally can say you know Jesus. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. Man, get off the gas. You was all right. You was all right until you said that. Get off the gas. That's it. That's it. Now you can know. Now you can say you know. Until that. At least he's going to be one of his leaders. At least he's going to be one of his leaders. You got to, that's how you do it. Now let me get off the gas. But Dr. Clark, come get me. Think and grow rich. I find it no coincidence because there are none. Off the call. That's it. There may be one. <laughs> Think and grow rich. We're not in the chapter right now. <laughs> we are going through the book as I have taken notes in it. When 31 causes a failure. 31 causes a failure. It's somewhere in the book. If you find it, please let us know. But I will post them all in chat. It's 31. What did it say in that book? All right, 30 major causes of failure. The old version got 31. Let me make sure. Oh, yeah, it's got 30. It's 30, but the 31st one under this name, something we didn't name. Yeah. All right. Outstanding. I'm going to tell you, number one, can you, can y'all hear me? Mm -hmm. Number one is the only one you can't control. It's the only one. Number one is the only one you can't control. But watch this. But many have risen beyond it. 31 causes of failure. Number one is the only one you can't control. But so many didn't use it as an excuse. So what's number one? Unfavorable hereditary background. It's the only one you can't control. What's an unfavorable hereditary background? Being born with a hole in the heart. Being born blind, Napoleon Hill's son. Being born with no ears and no eardrums. He didn't just have no earlobes. Behind the skull, there was no eardrums. That is something you can't control. Fair enough? But so many people have not let it hold them back. Let's pause right here for a second. I want a few of you to give me an example of someone who was born a certain way 
and they did not let it stop them. Okay, Pam knows you first, Grace second. Helen Keller. Helen Keller. So you got to think of another answer. Go find another one. Oh, Go find another. Tell us about Helen Keller, just in case, just in case we don't yeah. know, Pam. Okay. Well, Helen Keller was blind, and uh, but she just went on to uh, write and just show become very famous for achieving many things. Uh, she didn't let her blindness stop her. She learned Braille. And, and she can go on and on and on, can't she? She learned everything. Mm -hmm. Here we are healthy and shutting down. Grace? Stevie Wonder. All right. Tell, Tell us about, about Stevie Wonder. Wonder. He wasn't born blind. Oh, I didn't know that. No, no. but he, he got, got blind very young. Okay. <clears throat> so even though he got blind very young, he didn't let that stop him from learning how to play instruments, the harmonica, piano, keyboard. And he went on to be very successful, very famous, uh, and helped a lot of people through his music. And Helen Keller had a, a quote that said something along the lines of, though what's worse than being blind is having sight but no vision. Right. That's right. Now, I'm, oh, I didn't know my camera was off the whole time. Oh, no, no, it wasn't. I just put in my nasal spray. Now, I'm going to go on the, I'm going to state my opinion here. It's not something I do often. I'm going to tell you Stevie Wonder had it worse than Helen Keller. And, of course, I don't mean to compare anything, but this is my personal opinion. I'm going to tell you why. But it's, I'm only drawing it from my experience, which is wrong, but it's my experience, but it's still wrong. You get it? Because Stevie Wonder saw the world and it was snatched from him. I can't, I can't handle that. You see, I'm, I'm projecting me on Helen Kelly. You, you, you get what I'm saying? It was cool. I can't miss what I ain't seen. But to see it and to have it taken from me, I don't do too well with that, Jerome. I, I, I Look, I know y'all, you know, y'all say, you know, you. you. But you gonna you gonna give me something, God, and then snatch it? And for what? I ain't even do nothing. You just gonna snatch it because I got a gene in me that says go blind? Now we're not having that. Now, let me tell you where I draw this from. And that's a that's a bit that's a bit too much. That's a bit wrong. Some some of you can relate to it though. But I'll tell you, I have a friend who has a terrible mother. Well, let me, excuse me. I have a friend who has a mother that's great to her and then terrible to her, depending on the mood or the substance she is abusing. Okay, just depends. It could be the mood too. And one day my friend, well, we ain't really that cool no more. You know, this friend, she don't want to raise an awareness. I can't help her. But back then we was friends. And she said, Tony, I just, I just don't understand. And I told her my truth. Here it is. I said, Wallet Lena, I said, you got it. I got it much easier than you. And she was like, what you mean? You, you, you was homeless because she was there. She was there with her homelessness because her mom 
and my mom smoked together. Now, I ain't even joking. So she was there. We both was messed up. And she said, but you, but you was all jacked up. She never left. I ain't never had to be homeless. I said, and I got it a lot easier than you. And she said, why? And I said, because I never had a good mother. I don't hold nothing against her. I never had a mother come to me and give me dry by promises, give me hope, and then let me down. I never, never had the blind open waiting for my mom to come back. It never happened. There was no need whatsoever. And I told her through my experience, watching you suffer, you had it much harder than me. And I'm telling you, growing up homeless, I contribute, and again, this is my personal opinion, right? I said that. I contribute my whole terrible childhood far better than what some of y'all went through. Because I didn't go through much psychological damage. I went through homelessness that gave me psychological damage that made me a fighter, and that was about it. Anything happened to me happened to me because I chose it to happen to me. Or I was just too small. Yeah, I am crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Too small to be fighting grown-ups for my food. You understand what I'm saying? But I never had a parent teach me low self-esteem. Never. Dad was in jail. My mama was, I don't know. I'm t- Listen to me. I never had nobody tell me money don't grow on trees. Never heard it in my life. Nobody, nobody ever told. I heard y'all say it to each other. I never had nobody tell me money didn't grow on trees. Who you think I am, Rockefeller? Never heard that, ever. Nobody ever told me I was ugly. Nobody ever told me that I was too dark. Never heard it. I'm dark skinned. And for some of y'all dark skinned, you're like, what? Kids said stuff at school, but, and? I was stronger than them by the time I started going to school anyway. I wasn't going to listen to them. Nobody ever told me nothing. I had to learn it on my own and go fight. And for that reason, my story is terrible. But it ain't worse than growing up in a middle-class family. with your parents accidentally jacking you up by doing the best they could with what they have. That's my opinion. I'm telling you, when I see y'all, I say, wow, they had it worse than me. I never had nobody drive by and say, Pam, baby, I'm going to celebrate your birthday and not show up. By the time my mom started doing that to me, I was too grown. I was 15. I was already hustling, 
I've already had my own car. And at that time, she needed me to give her money. I'm 15 going on 28. I grown in. I grown. In some cases, my childhood feels like a hereditary thing I couldn't avoid. I was homeless so young. So young. Some of us, we were taught slowly. Slowly taught, take this poison. And they didn't teach it to you overtly. They said, Jerome, don't take no poison. And then you watch them look in the mirror and say, I'm not, I'm too fat. Ain't that what you say you say in your keynote? You watch them take their own poison. You get it? Tough. Tough. Tough, 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 tough. Let me let one person respond to that opinion, respond to that opinion I just gave. I know somebody got something to say. Ain't no way in the world. <laughs> he said, move on, move on. <laughs> Go ahead, D. Marie. Okay, well, go ahead, Jerome, then D. Marie. No, Antonio, um, as I sit here and listen to you talk, dude, you are absolutely on the money. That's exactly what happened to me uh, in so many ways. And then as you grow older, as you know, you come into adulthood, you don't know you've been conditioned to take the poison. So as far as you're concerned, that's acceptable. And then you poison your kids and you poison the people because you think that that's normal, you know? And then you find out that you broke and you're not really happy and you don't have a good marriage and relationship. And then you're wondering why, because I'm trying hard and I'm doing my best, but you're right. All that stuff has been put into you and it does something to you emotionally, internally, and you don't even know that that's what's happened to you. That's why when I tell my story, about at Fort Hood, Texas, when this uh, major said to me, you know, hey, tell me, because I, I, I was raised in the church and I wanted to see the chapel and, and the major said, um, hey, can I help you with anything? I said, no, sir, I'm good. And then five minutes later, are you sure I can't help you? I said, no, sir, I'm good. He said, well, tell me about yourself. And I began to tell him about myself and blah, blah, blah. He said, I know what your problem is. I said, excuse me? He said, yeah, you don't like yourself. I said, I and guess what? He said to me word for word while he had spoken. And Antonio group, I began to cry. Why? Because as I heard him repeat to me the words that came out of my mouth, I was now processing those words in my thoughts. And I said, whoever said those words didn't like themselves. And I recognized that. I, got, I cried and then I got pissed, Antonio. You know why I got pissed? Because I had lived with me 19 years and didn't know that I didn't like me and this man just met me and figured out that I didn't like me. And that pissed me off. Wow, wow, wow. I said, that'll never happen to me again. And it didn't. But if it weren't for that major, who knows what would happen? Because you're right. Amen. I took that poison slowly, Antonio, slowly, and didn't even know I'd taken it. Ooh, you better pray, boy. <laughs> <laughs> D. Marie, thank God for Fort Hood, Texas. I spent my whole career, well, I kind of spent my whole career there. I was in garrison. I mean, I was in the field and war so much. But anyway, we won't we won't quibble over spilt Kool Aid. Go ahead, Dima. I one hundred percent agree with what Jerome said. He actually 
took everything out of my mouth. Uh, <laughs> but I just, I, what I, what I also wanted to say was sitting here every day with Antonio, I see the difference. I see the difference in growing up with parents and growing up without parents. I see the difference in his drive, in his thought processes, in his ability to process information, how he just how he thinks in general, his whole being is completely different. Really? Yeah. <laughs> like his his being is completely different than anyone else that I know. People that grew up with parents either have mommy issues or daddy issues. He has neither one. People who grew up with parents have some some level of low self esteem, and it, it was either directly or indirectly taught by their parents, and he has none. You know, there are people who grew up with both parents in a household and still have issues, and he has none. I sit here every day and I look at him and I'll be like, "How the hell?" <laughs> Cause uh, I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired of dealing with the issues from growing up. I'm tired of dealing with the mommy issues. I'm tired of dealing with the daddy issues I just found out I had. I'm tired of all of this. So how the hell? Teach me. And then I'd be like, dang, I gotta go back and undo <laughs> everything. And I'm sitting here like. And so I, I, with everything he just said, I literally see the difference on a daily basis. And it's, and, and to, to sit here and look at him, I'd be like, dang, I'm ready to be there. But then he's like, but dude, you still got to let go of the other crap you still holding on to. So, it's, so I just, I, I see the difference. And when I tell you it, Jerome, you hit it, the hammer, you hit the nail on the head with the hammer, and then you went behind it with a sledgehammer, and then you had some extra stuff, you just would make sure it went in, I'm just saying. Because everything, like, the, the difference is completely, is upbringing, you can tell the difference. If y'all actually pay attention to what he says when he talks, look at him, see, and think about how he, each one of y'all in some shape, form, or fashion has had a one-on-one -on -one conversation with him. Who else do you know processes information like him who else do you know is that calm enough in his own head to listen to everything that you're saying we too busy with all the extra stuff going on that's not that's not normal <laughs> the i just again you can the upbringing it the environment completely do determine certain things mm. Yeah, that's old nature versus nurture argument for sure. I, I just, life, according to my psychological report, okay, from, uh, I think it's the Army. I'm not sure. Somebody. I don't know. I've been to so many therapists, it doesn't even make sense. Um, yeah, Jerome, I don't even know, man. There's so many of them. You know, Depakote, Seroquel, all sorts of stuff. Anyway. I was never nurtured, so I'm not nurturing. I miss the whole nurture part of my life, and it affects a bunch of stuff that I do. But that's the only thing growing up homeless did to me. I mean, there's this other stuff, right? I mean, you know, you're talking about the, you know, the rape from molestation, all that stuff. But that that goes back to I wasn't nurtured, so 
you know, it, 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 something happened to you for a long time. You convince yourself you like it, and you start liking it. That that was too deep for some of y'all. Anyway, if you've never been in that situation, you, you wouldn't understand. <clears throat> but that's it. I just have don't have this nurturing side. That's all. Guess what? I still got Jerome. I'm still a kid that think he can do anything. It was never knocked out of me. I'm serious. If you, I mean, when Shannon first started hanging around me, she was like, okay, we're going to do this. Now I come back tomorrow. All right, now we're doing this now. Wait a minute now. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. <laughs> wait, wait. You said the company was doing this. Now all of a sudden, we doing this. We going this way. Because every day I went home, my imagination got bigger. <laughs> hey, it's never been knocked out of me. I'm still a kid that thinks I can change the world. <laughs> I still get excited when I see the fire truck because that's what I used to want to be. You know what I'm saying? But, but actually, I actually fulfilled that dream. But anyway, I, I like all of that. I still get excited by that because nobody ever said, slow down. Never happened to me. It never happened to me. I can't stress this to you enough. Get ready to come to you, Talisha. Get ready. I can't stress it to you enough. The only time somebody ever told me some poverty stuff was in school. Slow down. Don't run in the halls. Don't talk too loud. Do show all your work. I wish I had some math teachers besides Grace out here. You understand? You know, all that stuff, that came from school. And, you know, who cares about school? Because I showed up there. <laughs> if you think I was going to let school mess me up, cause you should go look at where I graduated at. I barely graduated. <laughs> My graduating class was 575, no, no, 600-something people. I was at 575. I barely graduated, Jerome. And I ain't talking about my last name started with an S. I'm talking about, <laughs> that's a great point average. <laughs> With no validic, nothing, nothing was that happening. Nah, no, 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 no. I'm still a big kid. I still think I like my kids do. I do. My kids think they can be big YouTube stars. And so I let them play games in YouTube all day. Grace is helping me teach them all the math they need, K through 12, by the end of this year so they can focus on that. Why? Because they don't think they can't do it, Jerome, until I tell them, be realistic. And I'd rather than, and I'm watching Ashton. I'm watching Ashton right now. It's my youngest. He just turned seven yesterday. I'm watching him not give a doggone about these games. But he showed like the concept of how they're made. He don't care nothing about the games he play are these cartoony games that you build. Roblox, Minecraft, anything you can build your own world on. That's what the youngest son likes to do. So guess what's going to happen? More than likely. Aiden go play the game, Ashton go build and design them. 
right? And until I say, be realistic, then if I do that, ain't no building and ain't no plan. They're going to go to school and be employees because that's what their daddy did. Talisha? I want to say a couple things. One was you brought to my attention that I, all this time I never realized uh, being in foster care and with 15 other kids, I never got my my birthday celebrated. <laughs> Not once. And I didn't think about that till you mentioned, mentioned yep, it. I Never. If it was not her child, she had three boys. If it was not her child, her grandchildren, the rest of us, you won't get a happy birthday. It's like she forgot about you. You just, you just a number. So that was, I was like, wow, I just thought that I didn't celebrate my birthday until I was of age, until I was 20 to buy my own stuff. And another thing that you brought to my attention was my daughter how I am homeschooling her right now and she's not having to deal with half of what other kids are dealing with. The hatred towards one another, the you can't do this, you're ugly, you're this, you're that, because that's not what she's surrounded by. So when you mentioned about how when you start going to school or whatever that you, well, when your mother uh, couldn't tell you that when you turned 15, that's how my daughter's gonna be. So if she say, mommy, I wanna go to school in middle school or high school, nothing them, nothing them kids gonna say to her, gonna phase her. Cause she's gonna already be developed and she's gonna already know who she is. So, so that really touched me. And I don't know where my, my, my nurture come from cause I was not nurtured at all. <laughs> But I have it, and I have it towards my daughter, my daughter and others. And kids yeah. are my heart. So thank you for sharing. Uh, don't <laughs> don't put me over the youth. I only like my kids. That's it. That's it. I only like <laughs> just like bye. I go and deal with them. <laughs> Definitely. No, that's that's good stuff. And I, in fact, I still to this day I don't even know my real birthday. But that's a whole nother story here though. Uh, but I don't know. I was told it was July twentieth. The United States of American government has July twenty seventh. So I don't know. I don't know. I just I just don't know. The clerical error. And I didn't find that out until I was like twenty ish, twenty something. Going to the army. Going to the army. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Eighteen so going out to the army. So when did you actually celebrate your yeah. birthday? The, the day I was told, July twentieth. The day I was told, absolutely. So that's you know, yeah, July twentieth, nineteen eighty one. Mama gave birth to a hell raising heavenly son. Now it's Tupac. Don't worry about that job. I'm sorry, that was Tupac. <laughs> All right, let's see. So I set y'all up. I must admit I set y'all up. I did. Let me read Anthony's comment. Wow, it was 16 of us. Woo. I can't even read that without getting tired immediately. As in 16 kids? As in kids, kids? As in 16 mouse to feed? I just yes. realized. I, woo, boy. 
God bless you. It's time to pray again. Boy, I tell you, I know you like food today. I had to fight over that. I've never had my parents celebrate one of my birthdays. Yeah, 16 of them. Boy, I'm surprised they remember. That's a lot of birthdays. <clears throat> That's a lot of birthdays. That's how people used to have kids back in the day because that was the most economical, that was the best economic plan for old age. You have eight kids and then you hope you get a good one like Chantel to come back and raise you when you're old. Now, since we got medical technology, we have 1.5 kids according to statistics. I don't know where they get that 0.5 at, but <laughs> you know. <laughs> I set y'all up. I introduced to you 31 laws of failure, excuse me, 31 causes of failure, and I only gave you number one. Number one was the one you can't do nothing about. The unfavorable hereditary background. So I set you up. I set you up. I talked very quick, under no ears and stuff, and I never went back there again, and I let y'all talk all about all this other stuff, and let me tell y'all Everything we just talked about for 30 minutes, it's our fault. Yep, 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 yep. I know, look, I know, I know, I know. It's always, I, I know, it's always hard to accept that way. But if you was in foster care and you was mad, that's your fault. Not the foster care, your response to it. I say that with respect because you can't forget, so was I. I was there too. So I'm not speaking outside. If you was the 16th kid and you got mad because they didn't pay attention to you, your fault. Not the 16 kids, but your response to it. Here's what's crazy. If you're in a big enough city like Las Vegas, Houston, hot Atlanta, something big, Toronto, even London or Ontario is pretty big. If you, by, by my small town standards, it's pretty big. If you are in a city like that, it can rain on your side of the town and alter your mood. But on the other side of the town, the whole collective is feeling like, let's go outside and play. If it's raining real hard on your side of town, you feel like, let's curl up and cuddle. Let's curl up and watch Netflix. I don't want to go to work today. And if it's Sunday, you know, I ain't going to church today. I ain't, doing it. I ain't going to church. You know what I'm saying? Rain, something external, caused your whole mood to change. This is where I get to introduce a story and where I get to tell you it's all your fault again. A friend of mine spent his whole 20s from 18 to 20, 18 to 30, in prison. <clears throat> like prison, prison. If you ain't from America, no, we got plenty of them. Drugs, of course, mandatory minimum, right? He said three times, he said three times something happened to him during his long 10, 15 year stint. Dave, you gonna love this. <clears throat> One day, <clears throat> he's in what we would call the mess hall, because I'm military. And they walk him by something, he saw this window, and it was pouring down, raining. And he said, <clears throat> he got depressed. 
because it was raining outside. He got depressed. At this time, at this time, he'd been in there seven years. His name is Robert Hockney. If you're local, you know who I'm talking about. This man said, and then it dawned on me, it ain't raining outside. It is. But it's been raining since I got here. It just took me seven years to realize it's raining. Then he went and got on a piece of paper and a pen, and he wrote to himself, Robert Hockley, I want you to remember this day forever. He just, we was talking about it. He actually posted on Facebook about six months ago. Robert Hockley, I want you to remember this day forever. Don't you ever think this place is for you and it's not raining because you don't see raindrops. Your whole life is rain until you get out of here and never come back. Yeah. Amazing. How you could spend seven years. Seven, he's on hard lockdown. He didn't even see outside. So the weather, the seasons don't matter. Ain't no weather for him. And all of a sudden, it's raining. He gets to see it. And he let, man, it's raining outside. Affect my mood. And he realized he ain't got no mood. The mood he had was that environment. And that was when he decided to let the environment establish his mood. Today, he owns a million-dollar business. He's the Nipsey Hustle of our hood, that's for sure. He does a mighty fine job. Can't say nothing bad about him. Uh, he gives a he does a huge toy drive every year on Christmas Eve. Nino Brown stuff. This is from my culture. Gives toys to five cities. All because MOD, he decided it's always raining in here. Let me make it not rain no more on the inside. So before you say something, <clears throat> number two is a lack of a well-defined purpose. Number three is a lack of ambition or aim to, to aim above mediocrity. Shannon has a phrase we like to say, maze of mediocrity. mediocrity. Number four is insufficient education. Now, Hill doesn't differentiate between collegiate or reading books. And number five is a lack of discipline. Don't try to remember them. They in the chat. Almost everything we talked about got something to do in those areas on the other 30 causes of failure, 31, and everything. It's our fault. If you do not have a hole in your heart, if you weren't born with tapeworms, if your asthma ain't killing you, I know somebody said, I got asthma. Yeah. And you've been running and jumping and stuff. You grew out your ass a long time ago. You just got that inhaler so you can feel secure. If you can, if you can dance on a fast-paced song and your knees is working and your ankles work, if you weren't born with cancer, 
if you're not four in a Trinus burn hospital, we're going to make it personal. If you're not two with lupus, if you didn't contract AIDS at birth, or any other disease or illness or a hereditary deformity or deficiency, everything is your fault. Because the other 30 causes of failure, you can control. Every last one. And if that's hard to accept, it's your fault. Here's the good news. The same way you made it your fault is the same way you can unmake it your fault. Just think the opposite. It doesn't take talent not to have an attitude problem. Michelle Mueller came in my office and wanted me to break down narcissism and empath and empathy. And she said, I ain't, I ain't put my head up, Jerome. I have my head down. Hey, can, can, can empaths be narcissists? I said, y'all are the worst ones. Worst ones. The biggest narcissist. The biggest narcissist. The biggest ones. Because you convince yourself they treated me like this, so I'm a... And what is narcissism? Yes, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm hitting driveways. Narcissism, although narcissism is extremely hard to define, it can be elusive. One of the things about narcissism is a grand, grandiose view of yourself. How special you are. Now watch, watch this here. To talk to you, empaths. I don't think I'm better than nobody else. Oh, you don't? Okay. Why every time you're depressed, nobody understands? I'm hitting too hard now. <laughs> you don't get it. You don't understand. This always happens to me. Oh, you're so special. The laws of physics only singles you out. Yes, yes. All of a sudden, a lot of the things don't apply to you because this always happens to you. Mm -hmm. Your self, your grandiose self, that, that you don't put it on people, you put it on you. You kill you with it. You still ain't in a relationship right now because they gonna do something to you. Oh, so you're so special that as soon as you get close to somebody, they're gonna hurt you. I had three different people tell me today. Three different people tell me, I'm not gonna let them hurt me no more. And I told all three, and this was three different conversations. I told all three, you know nobody can hurt you, right? No, they hurt me. No, no. You hurt you. I could never hurt you. You have to hurt you by letting me hurt you. 
You can test me out right now. I ain't gonna do never say nothing positive. If I feel like checking you, I will. Probably won't. I don't have time for your opinion of me, especially if it ain't sending me to the bank. I don't. Somebody was mad at me yesterday. Well, you turn out. You turn out. Somebody was mad at me yesterday. You know what somebody was mad at me yesterday for? For giving a compliment to somebody else for speaking well. <laughs> I had to mess up. You know why I had to mess up? Because they like one style of speaking. Please know. Please know. I know E.T., Les Brown. I know they can light up a crowd. Abraham Lincoln ain't talk like that. One of the greatest speakers of all time. Winston Churchill saved the world. And the speech he gave, June 18th, 1940, that saved the world, Craig, he gave it in a monotone voice. That's all right. It's in your Bureau of Dominant Speaker homework. So I ain't see that. It's in there. Don't worry about it. Oh, you see that? Oh, yeah. Winston Churchill was one of the greatest speakers of all time. Talk monotone the whole time. No vocal variety. No nothing. There is a difference. There's, there's a different speaker for different places. But you know what? Since you didn't do it the way I seen it, Jerome, since you didn't write that plan down the way I did, since you ain't running your business, since FOD, since your YouTube video didn't have the graphics that I like, I'll subscribe when you get better. I'll support you, Dave, when you get drivers for your truck. Come on. I bet he heard that. I bet, he, I bet somebody told him that. <laughs> bet somebody. You know what, Pam, you've been doing this ice buddy for years. When you get it off the ground, first off, it's way off the ground. Just saying. I just got billion dollar dreams. It takes a little bit to get there. Mm. All right. Now, this is what I'm going to do. The rest of the class is dedicated to y'all answering one thing for me. I'm going to do you a favor. Hold on. It's just one question. I'm putting, in, I'm putting all the 21 in the chat. I mean, the 31. I'm tripping. All of them right here. Uh oh. Like Chingy. I like it when you do it right there. I got a lot of hip hop references today. All right. And 90s hip hop references, too. Well, it seems like 2000. Yeah. Wrong selection of vocation. Wrong selection of spouse will do it to you too. 
All right, they go all 31. Right there. For, for, if you're an audible learner or you can't see it, what's the what? Okay, we're gonna. If you're can't number five, I'm gonna read them out loud and then I have a task for y'all. Y'all, is a word in Texas. Number six, ill health. Yeah, eat right, take care of yourself, get in the gym with Dave, he'll help you out. Unfavorable environmental influences during your childhood. Yes, yes, people who say that environments don't cause failure. Mm. Let me help you. The hood breeds failure. The goal is to be in the hood, don't let it be in you. Number eight, procrastination. I, I, I can do 16 week class on that. Number nine, lack of persistence. If, let me go back to procrastination. I'm just, I'm gonna do it in 16 seconds. I ain't gonna do it in 16 weeks. If you're a procrastinator, it's because you're too smart. And all you have is thinking and no experience, no doing whatsoever. You have no doing, you have all the smart. You know, every way something's not gonna work. And you know, every way it's gonna work. And you postulate all the time, but you never get up and do. Procrastinators are people who think far too much. Number 10, negative personality. Boy, boy, boy. And some of y'all think that's cool. Some of y'all, some of y'all cut for your negative personality too. It's a good look. Mm-hmm. This, this, just how I am. This how life made me. God know who I am. He understand. He see my heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's high on the list. Ain't nobody gonna promote you if they don't want to work with you. <sighs> People in leadership. Lack of controlled sexual urge. Shannon is a blessing to this company. Is she on the phone? Because, you know, I don't. All right. (laughs) Shannon is a blessing to this this company. I should say country. Yeah, I'm here. So you watch Ah, look at her. Look at her. Look at her. (laughs) She wouldn't be here if I couldn't control my libido. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Just saying. To be a Shannon List company? Mm. That'll show hurt. Don't tell I said that, though. Give it, <laughs> blow a head up. It's already big. It's already, mm-hmm. it already blown. <laughs> <laughs> Uncontrollable desire for something for nothing. Yeah. I tell you what. I'll join your I'll join your little network marketing company yeah. if you pay my way in. Mm. Come on now. One or more. <laughs> that ain't duplicatable, huh? That's not <laughs> That's not duplicatable. <laughs> One or more of the six basic fears. We're gonna go. We're gonna stay on that one for a while. Fear of poverty, criticism, ill health, love, loss of love, old age, and death. Number fifteen. Wrong selection. Selection of mate in marriage. 
I didn't say number 13. Number 13 is lack of well-defined power of decision. <clears throat> you know how y'all can't make a choice? What you want to eat? Mm, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't mean to talk about my ladies, but we're going to go ahead and go there. <clears throat> Wrong selection of mate and Let me tell it to you this way. My sinus is messed up. Let me tell it to you this way. Please know that wealthy people intentionally pick their mates. Wealthy people fall in love with intention of how they can get ahead with each other. Poor people just fall in love. Can I say it? Can I say it in a strong way? I thought that was a strong way. No, I feel it even stronger. I feel it say it even stronger. But wealthy people fall in love with what you can do for them. Poor people fall in love with potential of what you can do for them. How many of y'all have fell in love with some man or some woman with potential, and you show away to the whole decade? Oh, I can't get out of it. Somebody like you. <laughs> oh, my Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just saw some hands raised. You understand? Look, you, you want to say something? I saw your hand. You want to say something? I, I ain't going to connect. Chantel raised her hand, too. Uh, yeah, you, you understand? You understand? Pick your mate well. Pick your mate well. Sixteen over caution. That's 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 the whole crowd. Whole crowd. Hold on, Deanna, want me to take these allergy pills? Texas started off cold, ended up hot, and changed in the middle. Fifteen times. Over caution. How many of y'all are just so over cautious? Man, I'm gonna do it. Okay, I'm not gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. No, 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 no. If I Okay, you know what? I'm just playing some more. Playing some more. All right. Okay, what I'm gonna do this time? I'm gonna just wait a little bit. Let me just wait till the Lord tell me to move. Mm-hmm. Let me help y'all out. Stop using prayer as an excuse to procrastinate. Stop using prayer as an excuse to procrastinate. Mm. You already said you can have it. Why are you praying about it? Wherever your feet shall tread, Jerome. Come on now. Come on. All right, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm going to leave it alone. I'm going to let it alone. Get your hands out my pocket. <laughs> That's it. 17, wrong selection of associates in business. All of us know that, don't we? Especially especially working with family members. That's the one. Superstition and prejudice. <clears throat> Some of y'all ain't working out too well for your business because you don't like a certain demographic of people that can fund it. Or you're a woman that don't like other women in authority because your mama. I ain't talking about nobody. 
I'm just talking about what I'm talking about. <laughs> Number 19, wrong selection of vocation. Some of y'all picked that job because you need the money, now you're stuck there. You know what? At the heart of what my man, at the heart of what my man Anthony was saying earlier, look, I got this lifestyle. Some of y'all stuck at jobs because your mortgage won't let you leave. I've been here 23 years, not by choice. You're not dedicated, you're debt slave. Number 20, lack of concentration of effort. Energy, you don't give enough energy. Number 21, the habits of indiscriminate spending. Girl, I want that. Bro, I want that. Bro, I want that. Is that better? You like that? Okay. All right. Let me be gender neutral there. Okay. The habit of indiscriminate spending. Some of you, you don't give yourself 10. I saw a meme on Facebook today and I watched all the holy rollers say, Of course I will. Of course I will. Yes, I will. And it was Brian who posted it. It was Brian who posted it. You saw it too, Jerome? You saw it? Okay. All right, Jerome. Say what it was. I was so disgusted at these responses. Go, go, me go say ahead, Jerome. No, 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 let, let Jerome say it. He put a post. I think he said, if you won $40 million in the lottery, would you give 10% to the Lord? And the, 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 the Christians were saying, yeah, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to vote like that. And one person, I think they misunderstood what he was saying because they said, no, I won't. And, but then they want to say, I'm going to give above the uh, of the two the two million. I'm going to give above. I say, they don't even know what Todd's all about. But but I didn't comment because I'm not a millionaire. <laughs> so I don't want to start, so start lying out of my mouth about what I'm going to do or what I ain't going to do. I tied now, but I ain't been a millionaire. So I ain't going to lie and say, I'm going to tie when I get a million. I would pray to God I'd do that. But I ain't going to uh, Brian, I ain't going to lie. <laughs> Let me tell you, it's some chunky checks. Let me tell you. Let me tell you, <laughs> Brian. You can go go and tell us now what the what the meme said. I looked at that. Oh, I tell you. Well, yeah, Brian. Oh, you probably yeah. <clears throat> so do. I think it says if you want you won twenty million dollars in the lottery. Now you got to give your ten percent. Are you giving two million to your church? Uh-uh, you gotta mute your mic. Uh-uh, that face was awesome. That that face was awesome. Come on. I no, no. You ain't back. <laughs> That was good enough. That, that was good enough. That was good enough. At least you real. You know, nah, I'm not. Yes, yeah, I no no. Yeah. I'm not saying that she died or you died, but when you tell us write that two million dollar check, two million and give it away as it gives. <laughs> 
as in separate from yourself? You gonna think about that for a little bit. <laughs> I remember. I re- no, no, you gotta give the full two million. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Well, yeah, well, yeah. you gotta give full two million. This. <laughs> Can I say something about that right quick? Go go ahead, man. I kind of got disconnected, so I'm back. I'm glad y'all are still on the same subject. It's funny to me reading these responses because I couldn't even give 400 when I was making 4,000. So I know ain't nobody yeah. for to come give up 2 million. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you make $100 in question giving up 10. The pastor talking, y'all see that? Mm-hmm. Now, if Phil, Susan, Pam, John, Callaway, you know, Jerome, Vince, well, Vince, almost Vince, he's almost old enough, almost old enough. If they tell me I would, I believe it. You know why? Because they done did some stupid stuff mm-hmm. and know the consequences of not doing it, right? <laughs> Some of y'all are, you ain't old enough yet. You, you, you ain't old enough to have something get all that of it. That crossed my away. mind. <laughs> hey, Antonio, I'm old hey, now. I'm, I'm old. I don't. Ha- I won't have all that long to keep it anyway in my hands. So I might as well leave it because I've never seen a Brinks truck follow a hearse. So, you know, I only got a so short right. period of time to use that $20 million. So I might as well make some good out of it. I don't, I don't have that. all the years you guys have ahead of you. <laughs> and, and Antonio, I, I got, Go I got ahead, to what you just said, because what Antonio didn't share with you guys is um, I, I've been going through a whole lot of financial trouble um, lately, and somebody from five years ago sent me a substantial check, okay, with a comma in it, okay, and I gave more than 10% to the church, more than because I knew it was a gift from God. And I said, if I show my appreciation to God for this gift that basically came out of nowhere, God's gonna bless me. So I made sure that that check got written. Part of it went to my church, part of it went to a minister in Kenya who does uh, ministry over there, but it was more than 10%. So, and Antonio's absolutely Yeah, and you got blessed for it, you called me. You called me, real late at night, you called me and told me all about it. You was so happy, you got blessed for it. You got, got blessed for it. Hey, Tonyo. The funny thing is, yes, sir. Go. I'm sorry, I mean to cut you off. I think. No, nah, you never come off. You good? If your money is 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 coming consistently, it's easy to give away two million. But if you win two million in one lump sum and you got to give two million away out of that lump sum, it is going to feel different. So if you were if you were making twenty million, two million doesn't really bother you as much. I won't say it won't bother you. It won't bother you as much. But no, if you're you, absolutely you win right. Twenty million, you have a problem with that two million because it was part of that lump sum as a whole. So I think you're that's what people right. with. Now, me myself, um, I could give it away. Um, I'm just, I'm just a giver, man, and I just, for me to be committed to something, is to be all in or be nothing. So it wouldn't bother me because I would always tell myself, just remember when you didn't have it. Remember what your commitment yeah, was before you had before you had it. Your commitment was that if you had it, you would you would do what was right. And if that was your promise before you got it, 
stay committed. And that's what we do in business. <clears throat> that's what we do in life. We make promises to, to justify our behavior at that time and our, our feelings of not having. And that's why it's so easy when we get it to not hold ourselves accountable. There you go. I, I, I agree. You got nothing to say about that. I had a, 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 a <clears throat> let's talk about this consistently. She, she would give the biggest giver to the organization every month. Consistently. She just had money to blow. And then she wanted to get her license fixed. And then she spent all that excess paying off all the warrants, $5,000 worth of warrants. And then she went down to DPS, Department of Public, Public Safety, I think. I'm trying to define these terms because everybody on the phone ain't from America. And they say, oh, no, you got $5,000 worth surcharges. Wait a minute now. I just paid off my warrants. Yeah. Now we need $5,000. <laughs> now we need $5,000. So I should pay $10,000. And here's what happens, Jerome. All that giving stop. Here's what happens. She was given so faithfully because she had money to blow. The moment she had the budget, she lost faith. Easy to have faith when you're getting 20 million consistently. Did you hear what did you hear with what, what uh, Corey said? Did you hear? Him? Easy, easy to believe in your business when you got customers. When that well dry up. Can you hang through? Go ahead, everybody. Uh, I used to give to the church, like tides was to the point where <clears throat> my, um, my welfare worker, cause I was very honest about it. And I was extremely, um, like I was very, I, I called myself an evangelist. So even with my welfare worker, I would try and like, you know, bring her to the Lord. And, you know, she just had me write down what I do with my money. And I, told her even the $10 she sends me, I give $1 to the church. Like I was extremely faithful to that um, um, until I, I left the church and um, I still sort of kind of go to churches here and there, but like, I don't see personally for me, I don't see a reason why I would give to the church. And I remember a couple classes ago, you're saying how the church is meaning group of people. So technically it's not the building. I'm like, there's so many organizations and so many causes and so yeah, many things. Right. So why wouldn't, um, uh, I, I wouldn't give 2 million to a church. I'll give it to a cause. Um, because the cause would technically kind of be God. I don't know, but yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Let me tell you something. Ain't nothing wrong with your thinking. Okay. And I want you to celebrate yourself for having the brain. Everybody, right now, let's clap for L.O.D. Celebrate yourself for having the brain. Ain't nothing wrong with your thinking, okay? Nothing. All I want you to do now is just take it out of spirituality. Let's just go to the way the universe works. In order to get something, you must first give. If that's a cause for you, do that. If that's a homeless person for you, do that. You understand? No matter what it is, make sure you serve others so the universe can serve you. That's the only important thing here. How you feel about the methods or who or what or what establishment, 
get y'all to think it. Because maybe you so smart, you see through the veil of the wicked people that put a front on as a church. Maybe you do. Maybe you do. Maybe maybe the inner you said something's wrong here. I shouldn't give to this. Just have wisdom enough not to apply. Not, don't blanket statement, right? There's some good people doing good things in the name of Allah, name of the Lord, <clears throat> those meals, in the name of Buddha. You understand what I'm saying? There are good people doing great things in the name of a tree. And for dolphins, for turtles, good people do great things, period, point blank. Doesn't matter what you give them, they can always do good. I applaud you for having the brain to think for yourself. I'm telling you, somebody else, if it was some other somebody else would have went on some old preacher soliloquy. And I ain't anybody got time for all that, okay? It's ineffective. What's effective is complimenting you for having your own brain. And remember, if you ever, I'm talking to everybody now, if you ever have a deficiency in your life, you stop giving in that area. I'll say it again. If you ever have a deficiency in any area of your life, you have stopped giving in that area. Because the only way to receive is to give first. Go ahead, M.O.D. I am extremely generous, especially with money. And I've been broke all my life, so I would like an explanation. Sure. Now, let me finish, and then we'll talk about your broke explanation. If you have a, let me build this foundation. In order to receive, you must get. Everybody, you like Anthony, you get all the time. Money, money, money. It just follows you. Boom, get all this money, get all this money. You're not a good steward of it. It's, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, there's something called a law of compensation. How you give to something is how it would give to you. Or there's another way to say that. How you do anything is how you do everything. And how you treat what you have is how what you have will respond to you. Jim Rohn says it better. If you don't grow out to money, it'll dwindle down to you. So what's happening with you and many other people like you, and Anthony just admitted it, but he's always freely admitted every time he talks, is you get it, but then you're not nice with it. You're not nice to it. You're not, you give to people that, you're supposed to teach how to get. It's perfectly fine to give. It is never fine to give your way to poverty. I just help. I just freed somebody. You're supposed to give. Give the shirt off your back. But if that leaves you in the street naked and it's freezing outside, you can't eat too much. Especially when your kids say, Mommy, wear your clothes. <laughs> That's me again. <laughs> Just because you're giving in the area doesn't mean that you're being a good steward to what you have been giving. Okay? You have, I'm sorry, I keep using the word steward. That doesn't mean that, okay, let me, let me use Richard's Man in Babylon. This is this is perfect. Right, I had someone just unmute. You're more than welcome to chime in right here. 
last, oh, I think that's Lenova. Antonio, I was just going to ask you, were you saying, and this is a point of clarification, that when LOD receives money, instead of being a good steward with it by investing or saving or putting it in the That's right. vehicle where you it already grows, right. she's giving it away excessively? That's right. You're already right. I knew you were right when you said, when you started talking about investing in vehicles. That's why I wanted to bring up Richest Man in Babylon. That's exactly why I wanted to bring that up. You're absolutely right, Lilith. When you give, you're doing right. You got to give it. Basically, think about it as working out, trying to lose weight. You're clearly someone that has a good diet. You know what I'm saying? You're not some, the harvest of your body doesn't say you have a bad diet. Now, it might say you got a high metabolism and you eat 50 hot dogs a day, but that's a different story, right? Now, you have the diet together. That doesn't mean you're healthy. It, it, it don't make you healthy that you got the eating part down. Maybe you don't work out. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? Maybe you don't drink enough water. Or maybe your metabolism just got high. So when it's time for you to actually get full healthy, you got the diet down but not the exercise. That's the point I wanted to make. You get it? All right, so I'm equating diet to giving, exercise into invest, investing. Can I say something, Antonio? So sure, go ahead. And, and, I, and I hope this helps LOD as well. Um, when I grew up and, you know, get, you know, and start going to church, give my life to the Lord, I was taught that that tithe is the principle. And then when I, as New Testament, you know, you know, give as God lays on your heart. So you're not, you're not bound by the tithe. But I've always been taught that by giving that token to the church or giving that token to God or whatever that is, then you're showing your appreciation for what God has given you. Now, here's the part that I didn't get, Antonio. This is what I didn't get, LD. I wasn't taught about tithing to me. So I was taught, yes, make sure I give a token to God to show my appreciation to God. But I was never told, Jerome, set aside a portion for yourself to take care of your needs and the things that you need to do, and then that other part, and that other part, then let that be your expenses, and let that be, because I'm like LOD, I would take my money, and, and I would give 50% to people. So I, I, that's, oh, that's, I made, that's half the people on this call. Yeah, I, that's what I did, because I, I'm a generous giver, but what I didn't do was, I didn't set aside a portion for Jerome, and that goes back to stewardship, Antonio, but you know why I didn't, Antonio? because nobody taught me that, okay? I was taught to give to God, but I wasn't taught to make sure that I take care of me. But you know what the Bible teaches me? The man don't take care of his own household has denied the faith and he's worth an infidel. So I have a responsibility to take care of me and my household financially, even though I've given to God. And if I don't do that, all those people out there, like you say, I'm helping, what happens mm -hmm. when I need? Because you know what? The time came and I needed help, Antonio, and all those people I've been giving to over the years, they were all broke. None that could help. That's right. None of them. Okay. And I'm not mad with them. And I gave it freely. And, and, and I'm not mad with them because they couldn't. But that's their situation. Guess what? I need help. And I couldn't find anybody. But I had that one friend and bingo. And I was like, ooh. But, but I learned the lesson on ATSB. So going forward, guess what I'm going to make sure? I take out that 10% for God. But I got to take out 10% for Jerome and put it aside. Bingo. I just wanted to share that, sir. Man, no, no, ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. 
I ain't gonna say that. Everybody got it. She was clapping. <clears throat> still, just take it out of God. Just take it out of spirituality. You still gotta. You still gotta. Earl Nightingale said it this way. And this is back when the the stove. You had to put wood in the stove, and then light it, and then the wood would give you heat. Earl Nightingale, dean of motivation, says, "You can't say stove give me heat until you first put in the wood." You have to give to the stove first before the stove will then give you heat. Now, that worked for a stove. That worked for your finances. You can't say ground, give me some oranges. Nope. You have to first get dirty and sow an orange seed, and then you'll get the orange. The whole universe set that way. Whole universe. Before your mother can have you, she had to receive a seed first. Whole universe works that way. Whole universe. Before we have drinking water, the clouds have to give us water first. Go ahead, Lelevo. I liken it to traveling on an airplane, and I travel quite a bit. They always say put on your oxygen mask first. No matter who you're traveling with, a spouse, a best friend, sibling, even children. I am no good to anybody else financially if I don't have something set to the side. So to me, that was something that was an aha in every area of my life, but especially finances. I have to make sure I have my financial mask on first, my health mask on first, my intellectual mask on first, dot, dot, dot. So I hope that's helpful. Absolutely. Thank you very much. And Jerome knows that anybody in the military, we know chemical warfare they teach us to. We got to get in our hazmat suit. And they tell us to put on our mask, clear the mask first, then dress all completely, and then save our buddy dying and choking. I ain't lying. That's exactly yes, what they teach us. Yes, That's yes. protocol. Yes. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's exactly what they teach us. He's sitting there dying. But until you take care of you, you can't save him or you're both going to die. And that's real talk. That's good stuff. Good stuff. Now, let me finish this one point. If you have any area of deficiency in your life, you stop giving there. Even if it's just you stop allowing in new information, you become arrogant in that area. If you don't have relationships, you stop giving to others' relationships. Mm, they're not going to write this wrong. You don't have peace because you don't give peace to others. If you don't have a gossip-free life, it's because you give gossip to others. Every area of your life, if you have lack, it is because you don't give. Because the universe don't know lack and don't give lack. Man creates lack. That's a fact. You had never walked outside and saw one orange. It never rained two raindrops. The ocean don't have a teaspoon in it. It ain't five stars in the heavens. We ain't even got one planet. 
I'm dead serious. The, the universe does nothing in lack whatsoever. The universe does not give lack. At least I just blessed her a great deal. The only place lack comes from is man. And if you have lack in your life, God ain't give you that, you did. Mm, mm, mm. Come on, Corey. Let me hear from you. Well, um, before we get off this call, to those who are new, I just want to, you know, give some some honor to ATS University, uh, Business University, for always um, enlightening and keeping us challenged to open our minds up and be ready to change and be ready to move. Um, so those of you who are new on the call, I just wanted to tell you, and I've, I've been with them for a while, and you need to tell everybody you can tell about the goodness of what ATS Business University is, is doing in your life. It's not only opportunity for you, but everyone you love. I'm gonna get off tonight. I just wanna tell everybody I love you. God bless you and your family and your business. I so appreciate you, Corey. I got that recorded. Sure do. Sure do. I got that recorded. That's going down. That's an official commercial. I'm telling y'all. I need a brave soul real quick. I want to do this one thing. And I'm going to move on to the last portion of the class. I need a brave soul, brave soul who has money problems or who has trouble asking full price for your worth. I need one of, I need one of you people. If you have to, don't, don't lie. If, it, if when it's time to get down to asking for the money, for what you rightfully deserve, you scared to do it. Come on. I suffered for that. I did. You know, you know how I hit a drone? Ah oh, man, you know what I'm saying? I'll just give you a discount. So what I was trying to hit a drone said, nah, I ain't got the problem too over that. Nah. Twenty dollars. <laughs> I need twenty dollars. <laughs> okay, Shannon says me. Good. Shannon, unmute your mic. This is the perfect person. Chantel says her too. Good. This is the perfect, perfect person. I'm trying to, my background is kind of noisy. You can stick with me or you can go. No, I don't mind going with you. Do you have the ability to Google while I am talking to you? Yep. All right, I'll send it. I want you to Google Ecclesiastes. <laughs> yes, yes. I want you to Google Ecclesiastes 10th chapter, verse 19. It don't matter which version you pull up. Pull up your favorite version. Ecclesiastes. Now, all of y'all can pull it up, but nobody read it but Shannon. I, I'm, I'm doing something. She needs to see it herself. Okay. All right, read it out loud. Read it, read it good and slow. <laughs> I can't. I'm sorry, yeah, that's my mother. Now nah, you're um, right. I ain't, no, I ain't it says, that's life in the background. Bread is made for laughter, and wine gladdens life, and money answers everything. Hey, hey, mm. read it one more time. Read it one more time. Wait a minute. Bread <laughs> is made for laughter. And wine gladdens life, and money answers everything. 
Thank you very much, Shannon. I show appreciate you. you can mute your background now and just just hear us out. If you struggle with money, the Lord your God just told you go and get it. It's there. It's there. It's there. And I'm making you comfortable now. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm making you comfortable. That is it. When I found out that was in this, it freed me. I said, what? You mean I won't lose my soul? No. Hey. Hey. Hey, that's in there. <laughs> that's in there. And we'll leave it with her Bible. We're going to get her Bible. Like, uh-uh. Uh-uh. Uh-uh, that's not in the look. That's why I want. That's why I want to ask who struggles, because the way the brain works, that's a wrinkle in Shannon's brain now that can never be unwrinkled. If, oh, before you walk in, I said if you struggle with money or asking for money, that's crazy. Not no more. But for anyone who is suffering, there you go. You now, it, it, even if you don't believe. Even if you don't believe in 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 you know Christianity, you're you're mm-hmm. you're you know brother of the book, you're an Islam faith or anything else, right? The fact it's still in a sacred scripture. Come on, this was the fact that that was written down in the Old Testament. And think about that when when they was walking in sandals. Before the socks were invented, <laughs> when they were lighting candles to see, that was written down. That in itself is impressive. That in itself is impressive. And I hope that helps somebody. I do. Feel free to read these other 31 causes of failure on yourself. They're pretty self explanatory. They are, they're just a list that you can Google. You can take your time and Google the 31 causes of failure. 31 is one that you would put up on yourself that you can see that it's just something that you made up on your own. Please know and read it, Evody. I see you. I feel your energy. Ecclesiastes, (laughs) I see you. 1019. Read it, read it, read it, read it. My point with that was not to go biblical on you. It was to show you that it's okay to get money. It is. And somebody needed to hear that. Somebody needed to hear it's perfectly okay to count your money and charge full price. Yeah. I'm telling you, I used to want you to be my friend so bad and like me that I would say, don't support me. Let me give to you. Let me give to you. Let me suffocate. Let hurt my kids so you think I'm saved. Am I saying something? Hurt my children. Please, FOD, don't let me be able to provide for my kids and show them something. Be my friend, though. Take this here for free. I ain't talking to everybody right now. If you have a problem, charging full price this moment is for you <laughs> this message is for you it is it is it, it, this section of the message now 
Last section. Here we go. You ready? It's only one question. It's only one question. I want you, I'm going to preamble it first. I want you to think about your life. And I want all of you to ponder why is it that we tend, and by tend, I'm being nice. I want to say, why do we always, but I'm being nice, I'm being nice. Why do we gravitate towards, is that better? That sounds better. Why do we gravitate towards judging our life by our intentions and not our harvest? Why do we judge our lives by our intentions and not our harvest? I'll break it down in simpler English. But I'm a good person. No, you're not. Your harvest says you're not. You intend to be good, but you're a bad tree because you have bad fruit. Now, the understood assumption here is we're talking about a consistency of the fruit, not a season. So don't, I'm, if you try to tell me, that ain't how I feel. And, but it, no, because sometimes you, know that ain't the conversation we having. And, and I'm, I'm gonna call you out, okay? We're doing introspection. I'm calling you out. I'm telling you right now, if you try to get holier than thou and try to, if you try to take your bad treeness and act like you ain't been suffering with this since the 90s, you and I, we're going head to head. We're going head to head. I'm telling you right now, we're going head to head. I got time today. I'm telling you right now to save the people on this phone call. I got time to go head to head with you today. I'm telling you, I'm going to mute your mic. I'm going to kick you off the call. I will. But let me preamble this. I ain't arguing with you. I'm going to mute your mic. I'm going to boot you. We ain't got time for you, okay? Now, if you don't have a bad harvest, help somebody on the call. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. Talk about when it was. Mm -hmm. Or talk about somebody that you know can get better, but they haven't learned what you learned. But you're going to add value. Because mm -hmm. this is important. Because we're talking about failure. The question, the way I originally say it is, why do we judge ourselves by our intentions and not our harvest? Now, I want to, okay, you got, hold on. Okay, say, say you're ready. Let me I'm gonna simplify it because everybody don't get that poetic language. Why is it so hard for us to admit that we're the problem when our whole life around us says we are? Mm -hmm. But we say, but I ain't even try to do that. That's not who I really am. Yes, it is. Because the consistency of your harvest says it is. Last thing, get ready, Grace. And you were next, right? Both of y'all want to do it. So Grace, Deanna, and whoever else is online. Get ready, last thing. I'm ready. I'm not, okay, so love's ready. <laughs> All right, so we'll go the lover first then, Grace and Deanna. Last thing, I'm not talking about your season. The reason I'm stressing that is because you could have changed tonight as a result of this phone call mm -hmm. and your harvest won't match your future because you still have to walk out of this one. Mm -hmm. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. Right now, if you change, as a matter of fact, I'll, these two brothers changed mm -hmm. two hours ago. Yes. 
Anthony and Brian changed. They are not the same, but they still going to have to deal with some harvest. Santa was trying to explain this to them because they haven't walked out of it yet. This, because what you do is what you're going to get. Period, point blank. They still got to suffer with what they got, except for this time it won't be suffering. They'll have peace while they go through. Mm-hmm. So we ain't talking about that. Amen? Mm-hmm. We talking about the consistency of your habit. In this order, the lover, Deanna, I'm mean, excuse me, Grace, Deanna, then Talisha. Go ahead, the lover. Okay, I have four things to say. Lack of accountability with oneself. Number two, we're lazy. Number three, it is easy not to look at self. And number four, fear of facing the truth. It's easier to look at all the things around us and say, well, I meant well, but it happened this way. My intentions were, but... This is the outcome. I am so over the but because for me, it is action and results. And that may be harsh, but at 41, almost 42 years old, that's just where I am in life. I'll look back at myself. What were my actions and what were the results of those actions? And if I don't like them, I have to make changes now so that I don't repeat those same things going forward. And that's just not for money. That's in every area of my life. Okay. <clears throat> and so they asked me to pick up um, after the lover. Um, uh, he said he heard you, though. <laughs> yeah, I just had to keep. <laughs> I'm, I'm not muted. All right. <laughs> Jerome's laughing. <laughs> you want me to go? Or are you going? No, no, no. Okay. Tell him that's we... too much information. Yeah, I just, okay. Here, <laughs> do We, we judge based on our intentions and not our harvest. That's just that we, and we do always tend to do that. Why? My intentions look way better than my harvest. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Hello? I, I, I had to have a Damascus Road moment with you and Shannon. Shannon told me, hey, you was always angry. We ain't know which grace we was going to get. I didn't know that. Because to me, I was a nice person, and I couldn't understand why people didn't want to hang around me. <laughs> so I couldn't see it. My intention was to be nice, but the harvest says we didn't know what grace was, was, was going to show up. And we ain't want, if angry grace is showing up, we ain't want to be around. So, yeah, <laughs> that that's I, you know, I think logically. So my intentions are look better than my harvest. And I don't want people to see my harvest. I want you to see my intentions. Stuff. Let me just say something real quick between these two. The lover said actions. I should have had 41, almost going on 42. That's what she said. Action. She said, at this point, I only care about my actions and my results. That seed and harvest. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's the same thing. And Grace just said, my intentions look better than my harvest. Now, I want to throw out a, a, a zinger here. You don't get to be a nice person with a consistently bad harvest. Mm-hmm. You're lying to yourself. And that was Brian's entire call. If you miss Walk It Out Wednesday, that was his entire call. You're nice, but when you go home, 
you nice to us out here fronting, but the people closest to you, you kill. So you're not nice. And your harvest shows up on you and tails on you every single time. Deanna? You have this mask that you have for so long, even while, while not being a good person, you put up this front saying that, oh, this is who I am, this is who I am, this is who I am. And you begin to believe that front line to yourself about who you really are. After repeating to yourself for so long that this is who I really am, you start to believe that and all, all the while, it's not who you are, you lie to yourself. And it's just like Ray said, because your intentions are better than your harvest. Talisha? Don't be surprised on what I'm, <laughs> I'm telling on myself. Last night I took a charge. Okay. All right. <laughs> I might be surprised. All right. Last night I took a charge. For those of you who don't know what that is. Uh, but uh, uh, I did it because the person that loves me the most has been suffering the most because of me. And it goes back to what Deanna just said. And what I wanted to say is I came to reality after I took the charge and laid down, then it was just like awareness hit me and it was like, you know what, Talisha, this whole time, I was being, what, what was the word you used? Narcissistic? I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. Perfectly right. You, you, you hit every syllable. Okay. I was, being, I was being that the entire time because all I did was think about how you hurt me, how that person hurt me, and never looked at how I hurt them. That's what I want to say. Y'all heard that? So many people do that. So many people. You hurt me, you hurt me, you hurt me, you hurt me. I had to check somebody Sunday over that. I had to check somebody Sunday. I'm coming to you every day. I had to check somebody Sunday. I say, hey, 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 I don't talk to you for a reason. Ah, they, they, proceeded, they sent me the whole message. My whole phone was blue after they finished texting me. It was just blue. I said, bottle Isha. Let me tell you something. My experience with you tells me not to talk to you. You don't even realize you're difficult. And you want to say I'm difficult because I don't talk to you. I don't talk to you because you're difficult. You ruin my atmosphere. And I don't like that. You ought to be glad I'm responding because I got that block feature. <laughs> I had to post on I had to post on Facebook sometime last week. The block feature is a superpower, and I'm feeling real heroic. Go look at my page. Go look at it. I swear it's on there. I ain't lying. I block people, and it gives me so much freedom. But at this point, I'm like the lover. I want to see goodness on my timeline, so I can stay in my vibration. Too, old. too big and too old. I ain't got no time for you. <laughs> and the person I'm talking to that I want to talk to, 58. 58 and immature. That don't make no sense, y'all. 
58, immature. Don't do that. Don't waste half your life and low level of awareness. Come on, MOD. Uh, before I go, can you repeat the question again so that I'm... Absolutely. The, the original way I said it, I'll say it before, just whatever way you're saying it, is why do we judge ourselves by our intentions and not by our harvest? A better way or less poetical way to say that is why do we claim to be good, but our consistent harvest of our lives says that we are not a good tree? Why won't we accept the harvest instead of our own thoughts about us? To tell you the truth, I think I'm the opposite. I judge my harvest. Um, but it's just, I, I know it's just another way of not taking accountability for my intentions and just going into victimhood and saying, well, I'm a bad person, look at this. Well, I know that. I'm always like, I, um, I'm always looking for how I can improve, but then it splits because it's always, it's, it's all, there's also a side where it's like, I'm, I look at my harvest, I see that, oh, this, this is always happening. I know it's my fault. I know that. And, you know, like sometimes I change it, sometimes I don't, don't. like sometimes I'm in victimhood and then sometimes I'm actually doing something about it. But it, when it comes to my intentions, like I think it was after meeting you and coaching with you, I don't really lie to myself anymore. It's more of going to that. Yeah, because you know, I ain't gonna let you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, going to that place of just feeling like a victim and looking only looking at my harvest, and instead of changing my intention to change my harvest, I'm only looking at my harvest and looking at myself like a bad person because of my harvest. All right, good job. I'm going to say to you, I'm going to read something Shannon said over here because it fits what you were saying, and then I'm so glad you said what you said because I wasn't expecting that. And I'm so glad you said it because I need to address it. I'm so glad you said it. Let's read what Shannon said. It's not intention. It's really our accommodation. We accommodate more than we attend. That's, that's facts. Let's see if we can simplify that. We, we, <laughs> said thank you. We, actually, let me let Shannon simplify it. Shannon, I, I know your background is loud, but go ahead and say that again because half of us got it and say it even simpler for the other half of us that's not audible learners. She might be, she, she might be swimming or something. Hello. There she go. There you go. I'm so sorry for the background, but I was just saying that it's more of an accommodation. We don't really reach true intention until, in my experience, until you realize who you are, what, what the, who the core of you is, who source you is, then you focus more on in, intention, in my opinion. All the way up until then, y'all, we just accommodate. We're accommodating our anger. We're accommodating the people we don't want to hurt. We're accommodating the fact we don't want people to know who we really are. We're accommodating our pastors. We're accommodating, we're accommodating everybody. You you maneuver in accommodation until you find out and figure out who you are and you figure out that you want to serve that person. When you serve yourself, then you meet 
true intention, in my opinion. All up until then, it's kind of like a rat race or bumper cars or, you know, you're accommodating this thing until you reach the next thing. When you reach the living, the true essence of who you are and you know who, 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 who the source you is, then you realize the beauty that can be placed in intention when you do things to serve yourself intentionally. When you serve others intentionally, when you do things like that. But for a long time, it's accommodation, in, in my opinion. And uh, you know, everybody's been correcting everything that they said. But that's what I learned. For me, I accommodated everything, so I didn't have to do anything. Mm. For mm. me. That's powerful. Nah, that's powerful. Thank you very much. Sure appreciate you. And no, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. That's why I want to read your comment first, because LOD was in that same energy. And again, I'm so glad you said this, LOD, because I really wasn't expecting it. But it is something that I address in a different conversation. I'm going to bring it up here. And um, this is going to dominate the rest of the conversation. So we'll stay here. We won't take any more responses there. And this is so deep, whatever you brought up, I got to lean back. And <sighs> okay, let me let's set some ground rules for what I'm about to say, okay? It's going to come out poetic, but it's the only way for it to come out. <clears throat> I just asked you to look at your harvest. And I asked you, why don't we, why do we judge ourselves by intentions and not judge ourselves by harvest or examine our harvest, right? There is a major caveat there. There's a major thing that I should have included and the family of the universe wanted me to include. Write it down the way I'm going to say it. This is especially for you, Evody, because you, you made me bring it up. Never judge yourself, excuse me, never judge your worth by your harvest. Mm. Only judge your seeds by your harvest. Mm -hmm. Okay? <clears throat> never judge your worth by your harvest. Only judge your seeds by your harvest. So allow me to restate the original question that got us here. Why do we judge ourselves by our intentions and are never honest about our seeds as we look at our harvest? That's much better wording. Mm -hmm. Why do we judge ourselves by our intentions but never are honest about examining? That's not a word, right? Examining, Jesus. Examining, yeah, examinating. That is just oh, not okay. <laughs> no, I said examinating. Ever <laughs> I made up something for real. Why do we judge ourselves by our intentions, but never are never honest with our harvest to examine our seeds? Because the only thing you really have, Ever is your seeds, not your harvest. Mm -hmm. Write that down. The only thing you ever really have. Is your seeds, not your harvest. Now, I must go and defend FOD, and I also need to save you from yourself. Okay? Henceforth, don't you ever look out at your life and judge your life by what you see. 
don't do that. And I tried to save, I tried to preamble my conversation by saying, I'm not talking about the season. I was trying to, I was trying to stay away from that, but the universe didn't want me to. And judging by Phil's amen, he's so glad that, I, that you asked that question as well as I am. Ever do you looking at your life? Don't you ever in your life look at your life again and make a conclusion about your life when you look at your harvest. The only thing you make a conclusion of is your seeds, not your life. I'm gonna say it again, but I wanna see some pins moving this time. Don't judge your life by your harvest. Judge your seeds by your harvest. You're simply living in the residual effect of your seeds. But that harvest is not now or ever your life. It is what your life is journeying through, but it is not your life. I'm going to repeat that again. I don't mean to offend some of you that already got it. I'm reinforcing it for some who are almost there. FOD, I want you to look at your life right now. Look at everything around you, period, point blank, and be honest with it. That's not your life. That's your seeds. Your life is always greater than what's around you. Your worth can't even be calculated. That's why you can determine if your seeds are worthy of you. Because you are always greater than the seeds you plant, even if they're worthy of you. Because then they're just things. You're just a human being experiencing, a spiritual being experiencing great things. But even your spirit is so big it fills a room. At no point should you determine your dollar amount as a harvest that equals your life. The dollar amount that you have, or in this case, the Canadian dollar amount that you have, is a harvest that equals the seed that you have planted. That's all. It's called the law of compensation. The law of compensation has nothing to do with your worth. It has everything to do with what your energy said about your worth as you put into this universe. That's all. You just put less energy than your worth. That's all. Mm-hmm. Nothing less. I'm so glad you asked that question. <clears throat> I'm so glad because I was going somewhere. But not only was this where I was supposed to go, I was making a fatal mistake by telling you half the story intentionally was making a fatal mistake. You understand what I'm saying? Okay, I think Michelle wants to say something. Michelle, you there? I thought she wanted Mic check, unmute your phone. I heard you unmute, I'm not sure. Or maybe that was the level. Whoever unmuted, whoever hit star six on your phone, go ahead and say something. Then we'll let Jerome say something next. That was me, Antonio, this is my lover. Go ahead. I just want to clarify what you are stating as seed. Um, When I think about it and when I hear from this call, I'm looking at it from 
my actions that I'm planting to yield a result or a harvest. And I'm not just thinking about it from a financial perspective. So am I a little off kilter? Well, no, you're not off kilter. You're doing half the story like I was before MOD said a question. Because your actions are just thoughts in motion. What you're doing is you're telling me the tree is blowing, but you don't, you think it's a magical thing, but it's the wind that's blowing the tree. Mm. And you're missing the wind in your analogy. You're, before you ever move, before you had an action, you had a thought. Those thoughts are your seeds, not the action. The action is just the harvest of your thoughts. That's all. They're the first harvest. And then your actions lead to a second harvest which is your harvest itself, or the results is the way you're using it. Got it. You that ever that had, makes you a lot more sense. Good. Love it. Love it. Love it. And I love how intelligent you are. Did, you, did, did, did everybody else get that? Before you have actions, you have thoughts. Please know that her thoughts are creating a habit, and those habits are becoming action. You understand? Good, good, good. Jerome, let me hear from you. Maybe you got an equally impressive question like that. <laughs> as I as I thought this thing through, um, and you and I, I'm glad you preface it with about um I'm not talking about a season. Um Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you did that because I looked at the totality uh of my life to come to where I'm at right now. And what I came to realize is that this helps some other folks on the call too, is that as I was moving through life, instead of me looking at the harvest that I was producing, I was comparing myself with the people that I had adjoined myself to and the people that were around me. And what I realized is that based on where I wanted to go and based on where I was headed, I was doing in most cases better than them. So being as I was doing better than them, I was okay. Because the things mm -hmm. I wanted and the things I was trying to achieve, I was satisfied with and had a little extra left over because I mm -hmm. compared it to them because I had no one to educate me and, and, and help me realize my true worth. And then a year ago, I ran into a knucklehead, um, Antonio T. Well, we'll talk about him later. Okay. Well, I'm definitely a knucklehead, though, that's for sure. <laughs> but the, the amazing thing was in the process of learning about me and not comparing myself to others and measuring my accomplishments by what others do, I begin to look within and say, wait a minute, I can do this, I can do that. So instead of making excuses, or as I love to say, why accept responsibility when you can blame others? I looked at Jerome and says, well, Jerome, yeah. you can do this. Well, I did that, Jerome, you can, and then all of a sudden, here you come along and says, well, Jerome, you can do this, this, and this. I can, mm -hmm. absolutely. And I say, wait a minute, I can. And then as the, as the light bulb came on, I said, Jerome, you haven't even tapped into all that you can do. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited about what's on the horizon because I'm only tapping mm -hmm. into the beginnings of what's inside of Jerome. So that's what I wanted to share with everybody because that's where that's what got me to where I was. I thought I was okay because I was better than them mm -hmm. and not realizing all that was out there before me until I ran into Antonio T. Smith. So thanks, buddy. Yeah, Appreciate yeah. it. Nice, no, good. That's good, man. That's what I call winning around losers. 
That's exactly. That's what I call it around here. That's your, your, yeah, you 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 win around losers. Don't even know you're in poverty because you're preparing yourself to other yes, people sir. in poverty. You're like, yeah, I'm doing better. Yep, yep. That's exactly. I used I was I was chief keep on that. Oh man, I, that 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 was my bread and butter. Oh, that was that was my chicken soup with extra chicken in it. I mean, that there. Mm, I love being around people. Me, back, me and Shannon got that in common. Me and Shannon did that very well. And we, we talk about it all the time individually. We love people that would let us fly under the radar. Oh, you thought that was smart? That was like 5% of what I can do. But go ahead and think I'm a genius. That way I know I could, I'm, I could securely give you 5% now. <laughs> Antonio. <laughs> Go ahead. I, I want to mention, because uh, when I first met Shannon, uh, one of the things she told me, she's like, it's going to be plenty of days you're not going to like me. And she said, yep. there's going to be times where you're going to have to go through things by yourself, and I'm not going to be able to be a, to hold your hand. And... Um, <laughs> Ever since she started school, that's what it's been <laughs> for me. But it has made me so much stronger. And Deanna, Deanna was another person that I, if I couldn't reach her, I was just felt like it was the end of the world. <laughs> but when I went, when now that I'm finally going through it, it feels good. It feels really good. So I thank you guys, Shannon, Deanna, all of you. <laughs> Kudos to you, no kudos, Alicia. Your growth is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Your, your, your growth was it is is amazing. Excuse me, no past tense. Your growth is amazing. Let me tell you something about me. I would let you suffer. I would let you XFOD. I would let you suffer. Anthony said it earlier on another call. You trying to get in touch? I would let you suffer if I don't see you trying to come at me. I sure will. I sure will. If I'm using more muscles to help you, I'm going to let you stay in your skill. I sure am. I sure am. Because you ain't falling enough yet. It won't help. And I ain't blowing up with you. <laughs> and just the first thing I left about you. <laughs> I will let you suffer. I give you if you, as long as you coming, you'll always have access to me. When I see you falling back, and I come back and I go, and I come back and I go, and I come back and I go, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. go ahead, all right, and put them in this category. I'm serious, and that's not gonna change. It's not gonna change by me. No time soon. No, I'm just telling you right now, no time soon. Why? Because I understand at that moment you're being a grenade. Your sole purpose is to explode and take everybody with you. Yep, and I don't have time for grenades. Sounds horrible. And sometimes you're sadly being a grenade, not intentionally. That's when you're here from me. I know the difference. When you're spiraling out of control, sadly, you get a little message from me. One of y'all just got a message from me when you were spiraling out of control. I ain't gonna say no name, but her name start with an E. And I was like, hey, I'm here. And five days later, oh, my bad. My bad. Oh, okay, my bad. Okay. 
Okay, my bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look at her. Look at that. Yeah, look, look. You can respond. Okay, you ain't got your mic in. <laughs> I need to have my pity party. <laughs> I need to have my pity party. Yeah, five days. Don't leave my message hanging there. Look, last thing. It's the same thing, but last thing. Everdeen, you're constantly, and I'm talking to Everdeen because it was her question, I'm talking to all of you. Please receive this as all of you. But I really want Everdeen to get this the most because the universe, yes, the universe definitely let you ask this here. Everdeen, you're always living in a residual effect of who you were, not who you are. Residual meaning afterthought, residue not caught up with yet your harvest is a not caught up with yet you if you're looking out right what every time you ever hear the word harvest or see the word harvest or see your harvest it's a not yet you it's the old you when you planted it it could be five years ago you some of y'all right now looking at your present day harvest and you don't even realize you planted it five years ago. And then you judge your life about who you were five years ago. And that is suicide. It is the killing of yourself. So I encourage all of you, especially you, everybody, because this is what you brought up and you did the right thing. And I'm mad enough to admit I'm glad you did because I wouldn't have brought it up. I'm telling you. Your life right now is the old you. Many of you have changed today from the last call or this call. I don't know how we have so many powerful calls. I'm not sure how we built this, but we did. And I can tell you this here. You changed today. And you are so excited. And the world don't give a damn about your excitement. Your loved ones ain't going to recognize it. Because you're in present day old you. You change today, but you got to walk through old you. You don't get to skip this harvest, but you now have enough strength to get past this harvest. So here's what you do. I say this, I end with this. If you want to change your harvest, Emily, you don't focus on this harvest. You plant the harvest you want right now. That's it. Nothing else. Plant that. At some point, it's going to hurt. But then what's going to happen is the good harvest is going to mix with the bad harvest, and it's going to be wishy-washy. And you're going to say, man, this doesn't work. But don't do that. Because all you've done now is created a mixed harvest where some days it's good, some days it's bad. But keep planting good seeds. And you're going to walk out that wishy-washy harvest. And what you're going to be left? It's the new you that's old now. It showed up, and all it is is good seed. And then you'll be teaching this class. And people will be getting certified under your name. And you'll be the millionaire. And people will shoot commercials for you. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can plant better. You can dominate. Exactly like a snake shedding his skin. 
but sometimes as humans, take us a little longer. All right, everybody. We do appreciate you. Love you more, Phil. Thank y'all for staying two minutes late. We appreciate you. Love you. <laughs>